everybody. Welcome to another episode of Who Invited Her. We are San Diego's LGBTQ pop culture podcast. I am your host, Tony, and I'm here with my co-host. Say hi, Miss Mariam T. Hi, it's she, her, me, Miss Mariam T. And look, I'm wearing my new merch, which you guys should buy. And look, I did my makeup face. Look, it's life <laughs> imitating arts. farts. I love it. <laughs> farts. <laughs> and everybody, Bashi is here, too. Hello. And Eric is here, too. Who am I? What what is going where, where, where on? Where am I? Are, are are we outside? What's this? <laughs> Grandpa. No. But our very, very, very special guest for this episode is Luis Al from the Tarot Community Project is joining us for the whole episode. I'm super excited for this episode. We're going to get into everything about tarot cards. And welcome, Luis, to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> He's so calm compared <laughs> to us. We're like, <laughs> I'm actually more nervous. I'm trying to like, you know, like I'm like, act cool. You got this. You're fine. It's it's very painless half of the way. Nobody on this show is cool. So no, it's not. no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but I am excited for this show. It's I've always wondered about this with tarot cards because for we've talked about this on the show before. I had to do a part in a show, a theater show, where I had to do tarot card readings as part of the character and to people in the audience. So I had to take like a crash course in tarot card reading. And there's a lot that goes into it. And trying to cram that into a week, it, it took me about a week to just get the basics of it, was a lot. So first off, you're originally from San Diego, yes or no, Luis? No, I'm originally from Sacramento. Sacramento, up north. And how did you get, how did you start the Tarot Community Project? And why? Yeah, so I started reading the Tarot when I was a teenager, and then I, after what happened with COVID and everything that was going on, um, I started to reconnect with my own intuition through the tarot. And so then I started to think like, this could help other people as everyone is anxious and nervous about what is happening as everyone was sheltering in place. And so then I, I started to go public and I was like, fuck it. Let me show everyone what I've been a, a, a closeted tarot reader. And so I, I started to post them on my Facebook and then a few months ago, I started this Instagram thread to kind of separate them and, and allow more people to hopefully have access to the information. Wow. So what what initially um, sparked that interest in this for you when you were a teen, when you started getting into it? So I, I was thinking about that in preparation of this. And I would say like most queer folks, there are many queer readers who like get drawn to to, to kind of the mysticism or this ability to see beyond what is present. And so I come from a very supportive family, fortunately, and um, being Mexican and being raised in Mexican culture, things like the tarot are something so common in, for many families. And so it was already kind of there, right? So I didn't have that social taboo that some folks have. And my mom kind of egged it on and was like, yeah, sure. And so then I picked up my first deck and then I just started doing readings. And then my mom just like kind of sent me off to be the reader for the family and my feet out. <laughs> like I was a, sh uh, what is it called? A, a show trick pony, you know? <laughs> you came out for, for all the gatherings. They're like, oh, he does a good little party. She was trick. like getting all her friends over. <laughs> yeah. Did you have fun. a tip jar? You know, it's hard. Like no one. So, so the thing is that like no one, everyone wants to have a reading, right? But no one wants to pay for it. Right. And, uh. and, and so, you know, like you, you, you're like, okay, Thea, like, yes, I want to like help you, but also like I'm 13, 14, like I want to be able to go to the movies. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Help exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> but, but it's hard because a lot of readers, a lot of people who are into the tarot are oftentimes very empathetic. Mm -hmm. You're givers by nature. And so it's that balance of being able to understand your own worth and being able to set boundaries because it, it does take a lot out of out of someone, for me, Percy is as someone very empathetic. Mm -hmm. um, it, I'm very cautious about who I read for. And the Tarot Community Project is really about getting other people to hopefully do it themselves. Like pick up your own tarot deck or pick up whatever it may be that you're connected to that might allow you to tap into your own intuition. Okay. And mm. for maybe people who are listening that aren't familiar at all with tarot, would you, would it, would you give a, a brief like history about what it is and what people can expect going into a tarot card reading. Yeah. So the history is kind of interesting the way that I've understood it over the years. So 
Um, so don't quote me, I'm not a historian, but this <laughs> is what, what I remember from the many books that I've read throughout time is, you know, it kind of started, there's a lot of historians that debate who started it, right? But it kind of starts more formally around the 14th century, so around the late 1400s. Most of the time it's attributed to Italy. Italy has had a long tradition of mm -hmm. doing it. Um, and then it was, there's always debates, like the kind of mysticism or the fortune telling aspect of the tarot doesn't come until much later. So at first it's discussed or thought of as a, as a playing card game. And it's kind of the precursor to the, to the regular deck of cards that you might play poker with or something like this. Right. And so the tarot, unlike a regular playing card deck that has 54 cards divided into four suits, the tarot also has that. Um, most traditionally, most decks will have wands, um, cups, pentacles, and, um, my nerves oh and swords um and then you have these other 22 cards that represent kind of this idea of a fool's journey so you this you are the fool right this zero archetype and then you go through this this set of lessons um so anyways the tarot kind of came from this playing card game history and then about in the 18th century uh, like in the 1800s it starts getting picked up into more mysticism people start um using it for its divination or its fortune telling aspects my personal concern in contemporary, like in present day now is like, how do you get moved beyond that? Right. So there is an aspect that you can tell someone's future. Right. But most, I would argue most contemporary readers think about it as a way of like um, being able to connect with yourself and where are you at present and how might you direct your own life? Because ultimately if I were to tell you, Hey, you're going to get in a car accident or your lover is going to dump you or cheat on you. Like, I don't know about you all, but I would rather be surprised than to like know it's coming. Um, and then also you would <laughs> want to ideally be able to, to manage it, right? So yeah. there's certain lessons that have to be learned, right? Um, and so the universe, God, whatever higher being you believe in, if any at all, is going to tell you, you know what, Tony, like you have to learn the lesson of balance, right? That's represented by temperance, right? Or, mm. or Bash, you have to learn the lesson of duality that can be represented by the lovers or... Miriam, like you have to learn the lesson of, um, you know, not, not, I don't know, not passing judgment onto someone else, right? Whoa, <laughs> that's, that's asking for a miracle. That's what I've never learned. I quit. I'm out. So, that's the world I have to live in. I don't want to live at all. <laughs> um, so, so it's, it's interesting because the history is, is, is kind of as vague as a lot of people who come to, to this art. Um, I personally enjoy it more for the act of connecting with yourself, like knowing more about who you are. Because mm -hmm. I think oftentimes we, we do live these very busy lives and and sometimes you're just like, what am I feeling? And so I'll often yeah. try and draw a card to be like, how am I feeling at present? Because I may not always know, like I have an idea and my mind is racing as a Gemini. So to all my sisters who are Geminis, who have that fast mind, Sometimes you just like need to slow down to be able to say, what am I feeling? Or, um, or, or, you know, like, you know, as a single person, I'm just as interested in, in how I'm going to do in my dating life. And so I'll be like, Hey, I'm seeing this guy. Like, let me pull a card. What's happening here. Or, you know, everyone is interested in, in, in their being and finances. So it, it becomes a really cool act to be able to, to self soothe, to be able to self guide. Um, and to help others do the same, right? I think that that's the coolest thing about yeah. such an art. Wow. I, liked, uh, I like that. I like that about your Instagram because I don't know too much about the tarot, but it seemed like it was more about introspection than fortune telling. And even if it's not, even if you're pulling a card that's not like directly, a, I don't know, like relating to something that's going on in my day to day, it's still like a nice chance to stop and read your reading and think about it and then move on with my day. So that's like why I really like starting to follow you. But it's funny that you mentioned Italy too, because when I was growing up, my grandpa had different playing cards mm. and his, his suits are the bastone, which are sticks, um, spot there, which are swords, um, um, Denari, which are coins. And then what's the other suit in and, and they had Coppe too. So th that's what all Italian suits are. And every single region of Italy has a slightly different look and feel to like what their, what their playing cards look like. Like the Sicilian ones are different from the Neapolitan ones, which are different from the Roman, which are different from like 
you know, the Barese or whatever. So I grew up with like, you know, seeing my family playing with all these different cards. And then when I saw the tarot, I was like, oh, that's the Italian suits. Like this is very much the same thing. So I just thought that was funny. Yeah. And it's, and it's cool, right? Because that means that Bash, you can start reading, right? You already have that intimate connection. Now, now do would we all want to get a reading from Bash? I don't think so. <laughs> I think mine no. would be a little too pessimistic, oh. to be honest. But God, it oh, would be God. truthful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and and Tony, I, I would I would say actually, Bash is going to give us a reading pretty uh. soon. And so, and I think all of us are going to collectively read. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I, I think you're spot on, Bash, because it's one of those things that like, well, some historians also talk about it coming from Islam, right? And that Islam had actually created it and through trade, it got to Italy and it got to Spain. Italy and Spain were probably the two kind of countries. Arabic countries, yeah. Really allowed it to expand, right? And, and, and I think everyone throughout history, even if you don't necessarily care for the tarot, there's other forms of systems of intuition I think as a human condition, we're all concerned with like, what is this kind of meaning of life? And why am I here? And what is my highest purpose? And that's oftentimes the question I ask in my Instagram account, the Tarot Community Project is, what is, how do we live our highest purpose? Like, how do we live in line to that highest purpose, whatever that may be? And wherever you are in whatever role you play in, in society or in your family or whatever it is, like, how do you show up? both authentically and most importantly, how do you, how do you do, how do you do good? How do you do right by folks, especially in a time where there's so many crises and, and with this global pandemic, with racial inequality, with so many forms of it, inequities, it's like, how do we show up as a, as a society? Mm-hmm. And, and the collective piece is, is what is oftentimes lost in one-on-one readings. So I'm always really excited to do collective readings where everyone's part of the reading and, and, and we are helping each other, right? I'm participating yeah. just as much as you're participating. And you might say like, oh, that copa, that cup looks to me, makes me think of, you know, love. And and to Miriam, it might be like, oh, it makes, it, it brings up a, a memory from my past or something. And for Tony, might think I'm hungry, right? Mm-hmm. And all those are valid interpretations. <laughs> I'm always hungry. <laughs> I won't lie, I'm always hungry. <laughs> um, for Eric and Miriam, have you guys had any experience with tarot or, or is it new to you You two? Either one. I've had for it me? done once. You did? Well, we both waited and then we both I know. started at the same time. Miriam, <laughs> <at the same time. laughs> how you've done, you've had a reading before? Yeah, once. How did it, it go? Cute. I liked yeah. it. I liked it a lot. It was really fun. Um, yeah, and it was pretty spot on. Did it freak you it, out it at all? About, it wasn't like um, <laughs> what? Did it freak you out at all? No, no. I, you know, I love you know, I love yeah. all the all that bippity boppity boo. Yeah, you, you know. Do. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Eric? I've I've never had a reading. Um, and I was know how to read. <laughs> Yeah. Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was, I was raised very Catholic. And so, um, you know, I, part of the religion I was raised is like, you know, we're not supposed to believe in this, but, um, you know, I, no bippity boppity boo. No boppity or boo. (laughs) No, no, no boppity or boo. Um, but I'm, but, but I'm very like, I'm very open to it. And like, I, I find it very fascinating, um, and I'm just like, it's, I, it's so interesting and I'm curious, like, I yeah, love it fascinates to learn more me. about it. it yeah. Fascinates yeah. Me. It always has. But, um, Louise, if somebody was going into it for their first reading, how would you, is there a difference getting this type of reading with tarot cards compared to, let's say a psychic reading that people, or is it the same or how is, how do you, how would, how do people go in with the mindset? How would they? they do that yeah so i'm not a psychic and i don't claim to be Mm -hmm. a psychic so i I can't speak for the entire psychic community i think they're very intertwined i think many readers are are psychic by nature i think in many regards everyone is psychic in the tarot and other art forms like um clairvoyance or this act of being um it's something that we suppress right sometimes because of things like eric like you're mentioning the catholic church was one of the biggest proponents against the tarot. And yet it's so interesting because when you think of like what Nino's saying about the history, 
so much of the depictions of some of the most iconic um, tarot cards, because it's all in general, it's a pictorial system, come from from like religious iconography and and a lot of allusions to religions, right? Um, we like it borrows from all these different systems of belief, and that's what makes it so authentic and so exciting. Because you could be like, oh, that angel, like I've read about angels, or I have these ideas of angels, and so therefore I can interpret this card. Um, so going back to what you said, Tony, this idea of the difference for me, I don't try to make it at all a mystic experience. Mm -hmm. I try to ground it in, in what is more reality and like what might help someone. Other people will approach differently. I think I want to honor from what I gather, a larger psychic intuitive community who wants to make it a hustle, rightfully so. And so there has to be a level of kind of allure and intrigue to bring you in as a client, right? And going yeah. back to the idea, not everyone is that interested or would be willing to pay a psychic. Um, and I think that that's a devaluating, a devaluing skill set um, that is oftentimes associated to femininity, this idea of being able to receive information, to hold space, to access a divine intuition. Um, but I, I would say that the psychic... Their primary goal is to use other sensory, kind of a sixth sense, right? Being able to access it. Um, and the tarot, in some cases, you all will catch me, right? Like you'll see the images as we do a reading. And then you'll be like, wait, but what is that? Like, I see this. And so then um, I have to respond to you. Like, I can't yeah. just reject. I could. I could be like, no, mm -hmm. Tony. Or no. <laughs> <laughs> well, your fear because you just saw death, right? Yeah. Like there's some... You know, the tarot has become so popular too in media, right? So you see it in movies, you see it in all these different things. So people can already pick up on things like the death or the devil that oftentimes is shown in a lot of, um, for the lack of better terms, like horror or dark media, right? This idea of it. And so those are the most iconic images that people have come to see. And so then I have to work on when someone sees death in their reading to be like, no, 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 sweetie, you're not going to die. At least I don't think you are. Um, <laughs> It's the death you know, of your career, not you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Miriam, that wasn't directed at you. No, that wasn't, wasn't directed to you. It's okay, honey. Lean back. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. She's getting worked up. She's but I, think I think you're absolutely right, Louise. Yeah. And the thing that I think is very interesting about it is it almost feels to me that this is kind of like an ancient form of therapy for people. Because there weren't any psychologists or psychiatrists in the 14th century or the 1800s when this was like coming up, but people could think about how they're feeling and how they're thinking and what's going on in their life. If they have kind of like this, you know, mysticism in front of them in the form of a card set. And it, it's also helpful in that regards too. Yeah. So it's almost like you're delivering therapy in that sense too. And, yeah. and for people who may be interested in purchasing a tarot card deck or starting to get into it, what would be some of the basics for them to know going into it? It's a great question. So there's many, there's many like very famous decks, like the Rider Waite deck, which is one of the most famous ones that a lot of them are derived from, the Toth um, deck as well. But I would say like there's so much information online. Mm. I personally think that it's a very personal experience so it's hard because you can't go into most shops these days but being able to pick them up and feel them and see the imagery because you really need to connect with them and they have to be useful to you yeah, and so yeah. you know there's some that people will just go like i don't know there's decks like if you're a big fan of alice in wonderland or if you're a star wars fan or you know you really like some something there's usually something right for you because it's become such a popular domain and so many artists like to depict them, right? Yeah, and yeah. reinterpret them. So I, I always think it's a personal journey. I think it's about finding a set of images that resonate with you and that would you would want to come back to. Yeah, um, yeah. Most books will be oftentimes associated when you, when I say books, I mean like for those of you who want to learn it, a lot of you will learn through a book or, or online and most of them will reference the actual images so oftentimes you'll want to find a set, at least a book that will 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 reference back the image you're looking at because artists spend a lot of time sitting down to think like why is the angel above this figure right and that that will also hopefully tell you something or why is the person looking away 
Yeah. What is yeah. it saying? That might mean that you don't want to directly confront the issue. Um, or, or maybe the figure is looking at you. So therefore you can see everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I, I remember when I had a, do the crash course to learn to somebody had told me that you're not supposed to purchase your own car there's a deck of cards that's supposed I've to heard be that too gifted to you is that mm -hmm. true i mean there's so much lore right like yeah. I'm, I'm sure like someone will say like absolutely right and i i think i'm in the branch of let's not make it any more abstract or further away from the masses right i, yeah. I think like nino said there can be therapeutic like experiences um, for many of us. And I think that's why many folks like queer individuals come to it. Right. Mm -hmm. I also want to make my PSA to say like therapists are wonderful and you should engage them. Should you ever need them? Right. Um, and, and so I'm not here to circumvent that. Like mental health is a very important thing for. Our community. No, absolutely not. Yeah, um, yeah. And that also means that like, it can be really like, I, I don't know, like, I've never had anyone purchase one. I think personally, I would want to have control over a set of images, a card that that resonate with me. And most people wouldn't be able to nail that on the head. Yeah. And speaking of decks of cards, the ones you use on your Insta, the artwork for it is some of my favorite that I've seen. It's really good. So the deck you use, where did you get that? And who's the artist that designed the, that deck for you? So I had a friend, I, I still have this friend who works with me at the university. I work at a, at a local university and um, he had shown it to me because he knew that I was big in the tarot. And and so the, the deck is called This Might Hurt. It's by an artist named, hopefully I won't mispronounce their name, is Isabel Rotman. Um, beautiful and iconic work. Um, there's a bigger focusing of queer identified folks. So it's LGBT, it's much more LGBT inclusive. And then also there's more depictions of, of variations of melanin. And it's really important as a, as part of the Black, Indigenous, people of color community to be able to see yourself in the deck yeah. because most of them have white face. Most of yeah. them are depictions of white communities, European ancestry. And I'm not that. So I, I wanted to start <laughs> centering around, especially at this moment in time and in history, to, to really see myself in some of these cards. Oh, I, I love the artwork for the for that deck of cards. I think they're, it's I don't know something about it's a little more modern feeling right. compared mm -hmm. to what like the deck I have is very like traditional <laughs> and almost like Bashidi had said earlier, very religious. There's a religious undertone to the deck that I have, which to me, with my background, always feels a little weird when I was using it for the show and stuff um let's get into a reading should we do you guys yes. want to everybody <laughs> i'm curious about this okay so how yeah. would it go like pretend we're if some if somebody was coming in as a new client for you how would you treat it and let's say it is a group a group of people maybe family friends like we are how would how how walk us through how you would do it so you know, I mean, like any person, I would greet you. I would, I would welcome you, right? Most people that I've done readings for, like, there's some kind of relationship building aspect, right? Part of it, I would also try to ask you all to be present, right? So as I shuffle the deck, and so here, here's the, here's this deck for those of you who who can't see, I'll, I'll, I'll narrate it, but, but here's the deck, right? And I'll, I'm gonna shuffle it, and as I shuffle it, I'm talking to the person, right, informing you of, of like. Hey, I'm going to do a spread. Oftentimes you have a spread in mind. So in the tarot, you oftentimes have a layout for a story because that's actually another part of the history, right? Um, for some, the playing card game really became a way to tell stories. And so you would randomly pick the cards and then you would start to write a poem or a story. And there's, okay. there's a little bit of storytelling in the whole experience, right? So let's see how, how well I do on the storytelling aspect. Um, so I, <laughs> I I just got a little anxious, a little nervous. Like I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mar Mariam's like, give it to me. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And actually, this is this is great, Eric. Thank you for vocalizing the kind of the feelings that you're having, right? Because that's that's fair. So as I shuffle, the act of shuffling is also an act for me to get centered and and start to ground myself as the reader, most people do have some ritual, right? So Bash, mm -hmm. you mentioned this, so did you, Tony? 
to center yourself in, in, in what you're about to go. And we do rituals like having a cup of coffee with someone, right? And you sit down and you have these acts of what it means to have coffee or a ritual of making your bed, right? Or not making it, whatever it may be. So as I shuffle as a ritual, I also tell the clients like, if you would like, I'm going to set an intention. And I borrowed this one from another notable reader. And so if you would like, either say it mentally or, or you can say it out loud. I mean, you can all go and I'm going to say a set of intentions to kind of ground us in the space, right? So you can repeat after I say the statement, or you can just be like, too hokey pokey. I don't want this, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm shuffling. And as I'm shuffling, I'm also saying this intention. I am a channel for divine intuition. I am a channel, I am a channel for, for divine, for divine intuition. intuition. I am open to receiving the information available to me. I am, I am open, open to receiving, receiving the information that's available to me. I trust myself. I trust I myself. myself. Kind of. Yeah, see, that, that's actually another reason why you have to, right? Because we're about to do a reading. If you don't trust yourself, I'd be concerned, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that applies outside of the reading, too. Um, I trust the supreme universal wisdom. I trust, I trust the, the supreme, supreme universal, universal wisdom. wisdom. That's, as, that's, that's as maybe as spiritual as I get with, with yeah. people that I do readings for. Then... So I've been shuffling all along. There are varying ways that you can do it. I like to fan the cards out. Mm -hmm. I'll probably, I actually won't grab my my, my <laughs> camera, but you'll shuffle it. Think think poker status, right? You'll shuffle, shuffle in front of some surface. And some people will just pull the card, right? And so what card is it? Can you all see? Mm -hmm. King of Cups. King of Cups. King of Cups. Reversed. Oh, reversed. Reversed, right? So some people will just draw a card and, and then you allow the tarot to read for you, right? So the King of Cups reverse. So you can see this image, right? What, if anything, is coming to you? Hang on, I'm blowing it up. Yeah, me too. feel like he's about to get wet. <laughs> uh, it's in a big <laughs> open space in the ocean. Yeah, lots of, lots of waves. Um, I'm going <laughs> to flip it up right so maybe you can also see it. <laughs> I see fish. Waves. Yeah. Is it an um, old man? I can't tell. It is an old man. It's How it. did they get that portrait of me? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, so I'm going to hold it up and I'm going to tell you something, right? So it was in its reverse position, yeah. right? So some people don't read them upside down or reverse. I do. It makes it much more complex. Um, but I just, we're letting the tarot speak to us, right? In this regard, right? And so it was reversed. The King of Cups Right. So like many, many different decks, deck of cards, there's a royalty set. Right. So there's oftentimes not all of them are the same, but there'll be a king, a queen, um, a knight and a page. And others will, will challenge the binary or gender. But let's just stick with this one because this is the one that it follows. Right. Um, I would interpret this message. So the king of cups is someone, as you see in the image, they're out in, in the open water and it's choppy water. But look at them. They're calm. They're grounded. Despite being out in the open water, and water oftentimes is associated to emotions, to the inner being, this person is without any concerns, right? So in many regards, this is a message and a story of like, how do you stay relaxed, tranquil, grounded in who you are and your emotional state, even though everything else may be going awry? But in its reverse position, you might be thinking, okay, either sometimes some folks will look at it as the opposite. I don't like the opposite thing. If it was about the opposite, the tarot is smart enough to give you the opposite card or this idea of it. I interpret it more as a blockage. So you're withholding from that lesson. So in this case, like, are you not trusting that you're able to make sense of the choppy waters? And if these choppy waters aren't choppy waters in its literal sense, it could be like, Everyone else reacting emotionally, reactive, they're angry, they're frustrated, they're sad. Are you not trusting that you can hold space? Are you not able to calm yourself, to be able to be at peace with who you are? And so you're being reminded, hey, what's happening here, boo-boo? Like, why don't you trust yourself? 
Why don't you trust that you are a grounded individual, that you have the capacity to love yourself and others, right? And so this is how it kind of works, right? And you start to, to think about these things, right? Yeah. The artist was very smart in the way she used the coloring, right? It, like, like Tony, you mentioned it a lot. This artist did an exceptional job in, in modernizing it. Yeah. And more relatable. And also visually, you see it when we start to look at multiple cards together. So that's an example of, of how we start interpreting it. Okay. I'm going to start drawing a set of cards to tell a story for the five of us. Does that work? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see the inner workings of of this cast of of kids on the show. So this is a great time for I'm I'm blanking on your producer's name. Rob. 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 If Rob, Rob join us, but no okay. pressure. Um, Hi, Rob. Yeah, Rob. Come on, Rob. Rob's here too. I'm here too, everybody. Yeah, Rob's here too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to pull a card, a message, and I'm going to say the, the question. We're, I'm going to flip it around because in most readings, you'll have a set of cards, a layout, and it might be something as simple as a three-card sp- spread, past, yeah. present, very common. Or uh, one card to just like, we just pulled one card, a message from the tarot, right? And it was maybe asking us to be at peace with who we are and how our emotions interact with each other. And so I'm going to draw a card to see where are you right now at present? Like, where are you in your life? What might be a message for the, the six of us? Mm-hmm. And then you get to see like what's happening, right? Okay. Um, and, th- and then I'm gonna turn it around and ask you all, what do you wanna know? Cause I think in most cases, the readings become more exciting when you might be like, hey, I'm really wanting to talk about my work or yeah. I wanna think about my love life or like, you know, there's very common kind of themes but let's let's go ahead. Um, so I'm going to pull a card for Tony and where you are, Tony. So Tony, this is the. Queen- <laughs> there it is. Shut up, Ash. <laughs> Looks exactly like Tony. I know it does. <laughs> God dang it. So I'll hold it up. So what you see in this picture is this figure, and it's been updated, right? Yeah. On like a moped, holding this pentacle, the coin that that they're a queen of, right? I'm, I'm, I want to be as well as I can to like challenge binaries, the gender. So especially noting, noting that we're part of LGBTQIA plus community. Exactly. So part of it is Tony, I would say where you are at present, you're, you're very calm. Like you're very successful. You know how to balance your work life with your personal life. People come to you as a trusted source. You are able to accomplish a lot and people know that, and you do it in, in a very grounded and loving space. And so as you can see some of the depictions of this, you see this very calm figure and you see the animals that might be around the figure, right? Yeah. There's depictions of bunnies. And then this kind of framing of life around is flourishing. So you're in a state of abundance. Likely, I assume that your state of, of well-being right now is really strong a- across all aspects of life, your career, your yeah. personal life, your life. And so people really like, you're you're probably crushing it, I would say. Um, that it, what do you guys think? What do you <laughs> think? I would agree with that. I would agree. Kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With kind of creepy. <laughs> it, it, yeah. If now that I think about it, with work, like I had told all of you, like it's mm-hmm. the money is flowing yeah. in, and with the podcast because we started and your the family network and, and the family. Yes, and, uh, many projects are happening at one time right now. That yes. we're doing, and I haven't lost my mind completely yet. No, so, you're wow, that was doing very really, well. really spot yeah. on. Ooh, that's kind of creepy. We're going to Rob next. So, oh, oh gosh, this, Rob, the Three of Pentacles. So, notice also we have to think about in relation to each other, right? Yeah, uh huh. This is a collective reading. So, here's Tony, and here's Rob, right? So, the Three of Pentacles, three. And so the tarot also draws from other systems like numerology, right? Three is a number of communication. It's a number of friendship. So Rob, my impression of where you are in life right now is you're learning to collaborate with other people. You are part of a team and you help others. And so you're learning to understand what does everyone bring to a team, a sense of collective. And that also means that you're learning to maybe step aside, learning to honor other people's abilities, the way that they contribute, 
Um, my impression may be that oftentimes you may be in a space where you want to be the star, you want more attention, or you want other people to just know it, but you're really learning at present moment, what is it like to collaborate? What is it like to honor your gifts and contributions to any collective, your family, your friends, this particular team you're a part of? And at the same time, where do you shine? And where, where are your expertise? And probably as a producer, making sure that the show goes without a hitch, you're doing that. Um, and, and so you're also in a space that likely you're scaffolding a bigger project. So you're at a state where you're trying to make something bigger. You're probably at the preliminary stages of, of, of sitting down. Like you see these figures who are observing this, this statue, this structure. And so you're probably tackling a big project as of lately that is allowing you down the road to manifest it. Wow, that is so bizarrely on point (laughs) with work and the the big project we're working on. Rob's kind of taking the head and putting it all together. Yeah, yeah, that is bizarre. Yeah, this both at work and with the podcast because even at work, I think like they're handing me a lot of tasks that they're like, "Here, you figure it out. We know you can do it. It's not anything I've worked on before, but." uh making yeah. yeah it's and then with the big project within our the podcast world the big one we're working on rob's kind of taking the the head on that and really structuring it and putting it all together so that is really bizarre <laughs> and creepy <laughs> oh my god you know i i, I might reframe oh. it a little bit and say instead of it being creepy i think sometimes it tells us like we're exactly where we need to be yeah right and yeah. that's the serendipity of the tarot is like, you're like, you get this affirmation. And I think within the queer community and everyone, we want to be affirmed. We want to know that we are seen. And so hopefully as I'm pulling this card, you're like, wow, like this is where I'm supposed to be. Whatever higher being, or if you don't believe it, just like, no, hey, this is what lesson I'm supposed to be learning. Bash, you ready? Oh, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God, I can <laughs> Hopefully you can see it. So this is the nine of wands, right? And you see this figure who's working at their desk, writing away ferociously. Um, the pencils that represent the wands, they've been modernized for this particular deck. Um, is you working very hard and diligently. And so I suspect you're in a state of overwork. You're constantly pushing yourself. You're trying to achieve as much as you can. People rely on you. And there are times where you may feel battered, defeated, and yet keep going. Truly, you're in a stage of life that says like, surround yourself with other folks who will, who will empower you, who are telling you you're on the right path. Um, to the extent that you can try to rest, but know that you're kind of at that final stretch. So the number nine is, I mean, or from an order perspective, right? It's the last number, single digit number before we get into tens, right? And so um, you're about to you're about to hit some success, and so to the extent that you can keep pushing within reason, allow yourself to be embraced and empowered by your community, um, and it'll it'll all it'll all very soon kind of pan out. Um, it may be difficult because you're in the thick of it, and so you're probably concerned with why am I working so hard? Why do I apply myself? I would I would ask different questions. I might say. Who do I need to assemble on my team in my life to tell me to keep going towards my dreams? And so I think that this is a, a card that says like you're at that final stretch. Can you keep going? And it'll all be worth it very soon. What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, what are you thinking, Bashi? I, I, I mean, am that's too. pretty fucking spot on. Yeah. I was just complaining to Tony that I'm like, yep. I don't know if... I could keep going like this. Yeah. And I think those questions are really good advice questions for for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're perfect for him. Wow. That is really, and it's funny because we were having a conversation before, right after the other show. Two hours ago. Literally. Yeah. Literally about that. And then it it came (laughs) up in the cards. Oh, wow. That is really cool. (laughs) I know. That is so cool. Let's move along. So Eric. Oh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> oh, temperance. So I, I, I had mentioned this, right? So 
Eric, and, and in, in most cases, when we're in front of each other, right, I'll pull the cards and you start to see it. And so you start to create these own ideas around it. So Eric, my intuition and this card tell me that, so you see this figure who has one foot in water and one foot on land, and you see this kind of blending between two things. And here there's depictions of two cups. And so you see fire and you see water. And so temperance is a message of balance, equanimity. So I would say that at present, you're in a state of finding both your own calling and knowing how to pacify extreme polar energies, right? So learning to not, it's not always, but what comes to mind is like managing anger and managing sadness. And so even though anger and sadness maybe psychologically might be adjacent to each other, knowing how to manage those emotions, knowing how to create balance across all facets of your life, your home life, your work life, your love life, everything. So where do you find moderation? And that I think is tricky in a point where we find ourselves with COVID and these all these forms of pandemics, racial inequality, systemic inequality, where how do you not all of a sudden succumb to overconsumption, whether that's an alcohol, overeating, um, too much sex, too little sex, like all these different <laughs> things, right? And so temperance is a lesson. And, and so just so you know, Eric, you're the only one who's gotten what is known. So you would never find this card in a playing card deck, right? You can okay. find yeah. these other cards that were pulled earlier, sorry, um, in a playing card deck, right? Because they're, they're, they're associated to a suit and there's a number attached to them, right? But this is part of the 22 cards um, and part of the fool's journey. So this is a core lesson that you have to learn, Eric. Like you can't avoid it. You have to learn the act of moderation, the act of balance, but the balance comes... Uh. Eric, I know. Don't resist it. That's no, 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 no. It is no, no, no. so I'm spot just, on for you're so spot on. You're so spot on. And I'll tell you in a minute when you finish. Yeah. No, so, keep going. So I say bring that balance because it, it'll allow you to really align yourself to what matters most to you. Right. So sometimes where the over excess or under excessive things that distract us really are pulling us away from what is it that you really want in life? At, present moment. And so if you allow yourself to overconsume, or if you allow yourself to overreact or under, it doesn't always have to be over or under, but oftentimes it's on these polar ends. And so if you can bring that balance, you'll find such fulfillment and happiness and you'll feel grounded. And it's something that, that you can likely share with other people when you're in a state of calmness, in a state of tranquility. So and you can also see, going back to that idea, angels are depicted in a lot of cards and they truly are a messenger, right? Many people see them as this kind of like whispering on your shoulder or your ear to tell you something. And so this is a message telling you like, can you both access your inner intuition, your emotional state, and also keep your foot on land? So being re rooted in reality, being rooted in the pragmatics. And so don't allow yourself to, to overly dream but at the same time, don't be so rooted and so bored with the day-to-day -day monotony, like live a little. <laughs> so what do you think? Yeah. So, um, I mean, as, as the rest of the group knows, I moved to San Diego out of a divorce and, and I came here and had a lot of fun and I lived my first year, year here, probably in a lot of excess and, and probably craziness <laughs> and putting it mildly. I, <laughs> I I was actually thinking last night that like I'm kind of grateful for COVID because it actually slowed me down a little bit and it's been kind of nice. I've actually enjoyed I've actually enjoyed kind of slowing down a little bit. And I was thinking last night like where do I find that balance of what what does life look like for me when I come out of this to find somewhere of that middle ground? Um, and I just think that's kind of weird that it's like you talk about, you know, the access that, you know, the excess of one extreme or the other and, and like, you know, one foot in the water and trying to find where that balance exists. And yeah, yeah I, I was just uh, thinking about that last <laughs> night. So I'm ready for Mariam. <laughs> so we're going to get to Mariam in a second. Eric, so you, you did something that wouldn't naturally happen in a reading, right? So you, you then... We're like, okay, I've been thinking about this. I agree or don't agree. And then as a reader, you then draw more cards, right? So you ask the question, or I heard it as like, 
where, where and how do I find this balance, right? And so the card that, to answer where and how you're going to find that balance is the fool. <laughs> and it's reversed, right? So you're going to find that balance when you trust yourself. You're, you're in a way holding yourself back because you're thinking, I should do this. I shouldn't do this. What will other people think? Um, I'm afraid. Like, what if, what if I fail? And the fool is one of the most charismatic cards. And it's a messenger who is jovial, who's excited for life, who, who just doesn't care because they're almost naive in a way that's so endearing. And, 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 and they're caught by life. Like the world will catch you. So it's in its reverse position because I think you're rejecting the fact that the universe and God, your friends, your loved ones will catch you. So you'll find that balance when you just allow yourself to be free, when you allow yourself to be yourself. When you don't get so concerned about what someone else will think. Um, so just be yourself. Okay. I I actually had that happen to me yesterday and I yeah. texted my mom. I'm like, um, I have a life lesson to me that if I just be myself, better things happen to me. So yes. Yes. Wow. yes. Very very creepy cool yes thank you <laughs> miriam we've saved the best for last so this is your, where, where you are right now so the nine of cups so you can see this figure who's over here um making some kind of clay artwork very calm very serene very relaxed similar to maybe what bash who also got a nine right you're at the end of it so i would suspect that you're in a state of happiness you're in a state of peace you're, you're pretty content with where you are in life. And so where do you find the satisfaction and how do you find the satisfaction and gratitude for everything around you? And I think you're probably at a state where you know how to be very present and loving and caring. Um, and I think you allow yourself to be swept up in the things that matter to you and the people who matter to you. And when you're, so I, I suspect that you're in a space of wanting to give a lot of love to those who matter most to you and envelop them in that kindness and that compassion. You're also directing that inward towards yourself. And, and it's a really likely you're in a pretty good space in life. And, and, and I think you understand that it's not always permanent. Right. And so you're doing your best like any other person to enjoy the present moment. And that I think is one of the greatest lessons to learn is being able to say, you know what, this is enough. I'm enough. Everyone on this call is. I'm happy with where I am, who I am. And so I hope that this message is true. And I hope because it's one of the most beautiful messages, I think, to be able to say, I'm happy and I'm gracious for everything around me and who I am. I mean, yeah, that's pretty uh, accurate. I was just, uh, <laughs> I was texting my friend last night about how calm I feel lately. Um, the person that I'm seeing right now really like calms me down and keeps me very grounded. Um, and that's something I've always struggled with. Um, and I think that I'm like, uh, I was working so much all the time that I didn't appreciate what I have. And now that I am doing less of what I love, I'm able to like nurture it a bit more and it's not as stressful as it used to be. And I am able to like sit down and enjoy things more. I feel like. Wow. That sounds about right. <laughs> wow. So, Louise, I have a question. Uh, with the with the cards, are you able to give this group that puts this this all cuz this is the cast of the show including Rob kind of a reading as a as a group kind of like what we can expect doing this show continuing to because we're going because we're coming up to starting our season 3. We take a break in a couple weeks and we come back for season Se season four. Yeah. Four. Like, yes. Season four already. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. How is season four going to go? Cause so far this season, we had our ups and downs with COVID and adjusting to the mm -hmm. way we do the show. And it was, as all of you know, it's been a huge adjustment taking the show virtual. And there was a lot thrown at us this year for season three. So going into season four, like, is there anything you can give us as far as what we can expect with the show? I'm very curious about this. Yeah, let's let's do this, right? So let's ask, how do you support one another as a team? Um, how, 
How do you address any challenges and concerns that may come up in season four? What are some of the successes to wait for in season four? And overall, what does season four look like? Yeah. So how do you empower each other? How do you support each other? The 10 of pentacles reversed. So here we're going to flip it upright. So I also am in, in the subscription of if you flip it upright, we're just going to bypass the withholding energy, right? So in its reverse position, some of you, I suspect, are not focusing on the team dynamic. You're focusing on the fame. You're focusing on the end outcome. And I need you all, the lesson here to support each other is stop that. Always be grounded and rooted in the love that you have for each other and the support and the camaraderie. What matters most is, is this beautiful relationship you've all co-created together. Do not, do not get lost in the finances or the fame. We're gonna turn it upright because upright, it is that. It is a family. And that's, that's what I assume you all are, a family who care for one another, who support each other, who celebrate your successes independently and collectively. And so the way you can show up for one another is by always valuing the relationship more than anything else. And whatever you have, whatever it may be, you may think I don't have the financial weight, the resources to help someone else out on this call, but that's not what it's about. It's about, hey, can I, can I feed you today? Can I care for you? Can I nurture you? Can I share what I do own and what I do have with you? And that also includes some of the difficult times that you all will have collectively. And so always be rooted in, in your relationship to one another and don't allow this idea of fame and fortune to, to somehow supersede your relationship to one another. Interesting. Um, <laughs> Very interesting. You're going to make me tear up. Thoughts? Like, thoughts? <laughs> Yeah, what are thoughts? Yes, Ms. Very MT, I'm curious what is your thoughts on that? Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I don't know. Is it weird? Yeah. Somebody else answer it. <laughs> How about you, Bashi? You've been with me the longest out of the crew so far, besides Robbie. I only care, only, only care about making a good show. That's yeah. engaging and entertaining. It gets everybody a chance to have their say. And yeah, I, I love the podcast because those are the episodes I love to show up for. Yeah. Yeah. And we'd all, I think, I think Robbie and I just try to make it a space that's fun and everybody gets their moments and we just have a good time. And really, the whole goal of the show, as I've always said from the beginning, is to take the audience away for an hour and just give them a good laugh and send them home with something they didn't know before they came. And I think we've been doing a really good job of it so far. But it, that's interesting. What was the next one you pulled, Louise? So I asked, like, because it sounds like this is what you're all concerned about. What are going to be some of the challenges in season yeah. four? So here <laughs> is your card the five of cups what are you thinking are going to be some of these challenges can you see it yeah there's a called coffee cups spilt over right yeah who are my coffee figure. lovers on the call oh my god I'm <laughs> huge coffee build <laughs> the coffee or the tea who what who spilled the coffee or the tea i don't that's it <sighs> rob <laughs> Rob, don't look no, at me. Kidding, I don't so, think so, but there's five of us, and one's missing. Yeah, that's so great. What a great connection. There's, 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 yeah. Well, we have me, Tony, Eric, Miriam, and Megan. But Megan's been off for a little yeah, for a while. COVID. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been off for a while. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Is question is sabotaging the show. So what you see on this, and many of you have said it, right? So like you see this figure who has their back turned to us in their in their hoodie, and they're sad because they're spilled coffee cups or spilled beverages. But you can also see there's two of them that are upright. And I think some of the challenges that you'll likely face and how you can address them, because it's it's like I said, the predictory kind of aspect of it doesn't help you unless you can address it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, just be surprised. Um, here, I would say that some of the challenges is like, how do you get past that there are some unfortunate 
experiences, likely things to do with COVID, the fact that you can't be together, personal things. And how do you actually honor that life isn't that dire? Yes, the world is likely on fire on a regular basis, but where's the silver lining? Where is the happiness of what it means to be on for season four, right? Three. Four. Four. So I think the greatest challenge you're going to find in season four is letting the small things go. So something's off the mic or someone doesn't show up or one of the attendees isn't that great. Let it go. Like find ways to find gratitude, the appreciation. Miriam, you'll probably be the most gifted at this because you're learning this lesson right now. Right. And trying to center people in the present moment and saying, you know, that was overall, this was pretty good. Right. And so can you not fixate on the bad? And some of you will be challenged and being able to say like, well, this went off or like we would be doing X, Y, Z, but we can't. And so get over that. Look, find a better playground and you're doing it now. So you know what? COVID happened. It sucks. You know, there's all these different crises happening around us. Get over it. Like at one point you have to say like, we're having fun and we're going to enjoy what is happening in front of us. So I think season four is going to, hopefully encourage you all to get past these small mistakes. Wow. That huh. is very <laughs> <Love> interesting <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. So remember mm-hmm. the story, right? So what are some of the successes? What are some of the upcoming things to look forward to? I think you're both. So this is the seven of pentacles reverse. So you see this figure who has their hand on, what could be a rake or some kind of broomstick or whatever it may be. And there's these seven pentacles up on the tree and they're, they're kind of ideating, thinking what's happening. And so this is a card that oftentimes comes up when you're not sure if something is going to be successful, if all your hard earned efforts and energy are going to be worth it. So I think you're going to start to see an aspect of learning to just let it be and not be, so concerned with trying to be like, we're trying to optimize the show for greater engagement or greater viewership. That's going to happen naturally. And I think you're going to start to see that the more you allow yourself to just enjoy what is present before you, which isn't that far off from your, your challenge, right? So here you are fixating on everything that's going wrong. And the success is going to be when you allow yourself to just embrace what it is and not be concerned about, well, we have season five. Well, we have season seven. Are we going to have a million subscribers? Nah, who cares? Like you've all said that you care about having fun and enjoying your time. So then do that. I do think that uh. said about some planning. Yeah. So find your time as a team to plan your season, to think about what you want to do, what you want to accomplish, what you want to explore. Likely you need to explore more things and let it evolve. Okay. And maybe something's a dud. But you at least learned, okay, we won't do that again, right? Yeah. And that goes back to that idea of you can you can cry over spilt milk or you can learn from it and be like, won't do that again, right? And yeah. so I think you're, the, the greatest success is more of you are going to probably become more mature about the production of the show and how you go about carrying it forward and just letting, letting these fears of success not stop you, right? Because if, 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 if you know what the target is and that's, that's the only way you're going to reach happiness is like, if you nail it on the head, well, you're going to be sorely disappointed and you don't need to predict the future. Like anyone could tell you that. Right. And yet you're all going to be grappling with such a lesson. Wow. (laughs) I'm curious about the, before we move on thoughts, the, the three of you and Robbie thoughts, anybody, anybody, I need a snack. (laughs) (laughs) It's about spot on. There's yeah. a yeah. lot to unpack and all of that. I, there I is. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. Cause I know for me with the show and you guys know this, I am constantly thinking forward success numbers, where we are, how do we make it better? How do we evolve? Every episode for me is like another gear change to make the show go bigger, 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 better. That's constantly on my mind 24 seven with the show. And in like, I think for Robbie and I, 
we spent so much of our life putting the show together and all the background stuff and worrying about numbers, numbers, audience, how are people going to read us? How are we doing? All of that is like always on my mind. So it's interesting that you brought that up to kind of just let that go and just really do the show. Yeah, and the main thing is this whole season, this whole year during COVID is it and it brings in the challenge of putting together a show and staying a family for a year yeah. without ever interacting Same with each, each other, other directly. And then you've got the technical um, yeah. challenges of putting a show together when everyone's in six different locations. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that kind of summed it all up. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. Yeah. So, I mean, going back to that idea. So yeah. I asked, like, how are you going to find peace? How are you going to find some kind of calmness around all these questions you asked yourself? Like, how do you grow your viewership how do you get engagement so you've got the three of swords and how you do that and so you see this figure of this beautiful swan that unfortunately has three swords piercing it and you see the rain behind it it's a very gloomy thing yeah i think you need to learn to just let it out it's okay to be disappointed it's okay to be sad it's okay to be concerned with the well-being of the show um but don't bottle it in. It's it's not helpful. It doesn't doesn't serve you. Um, it's okay to honor the fact that sometimes you you have high expectations. You hope for grand success, and it'll come. But you kind of have to honor your feelings, and and so to whatever extent you can, be kind to yourself. Yeah. For those days that don't feel so great, when you're like, ah, we lost a subscriber, or you know, just just be kind. Yeah. Honor the feelings that you're you're feeling. Wow. I'm I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, okay. So I asked many times you'll wrap it up on yeah. on a reading. So we did four cards, right? And what is the kind of projected outcome if we see, continue in this trajectory, right? So if you were to not change anything, you were to just keep going, you get the page of cups. So you see this figure, a younger individual probably, looking at what are they looking at? Got a bag. Fish. Bag of a fish, bag, yeah. a bag with fish, <laughs> and so they're captivated by curiosity. They're mesmerized by how simple life can be, and how I think that the outcome of your show is enjoy it, have a lot of fun, be to the extent that you can. And it comes from like yoga and other kind of practices. Like, where's that beginner's mindset? Where okay, so you're going into yo- season four. Can you also find those butterflies that maybe you had in season one and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and like really be present and have fun with it. And if something doesn't work, drop it, find the next thing that works. Right. And so also I suspect that you're all going to start getting these messages from a higher calling that will tell you, Hey, Tony, do this next time. Hey, bash. Uh, Maybe at the next show, you'll just speak about X, Y, Z, and it'll just come naturally. And so I think you're learning to connect about who you are and how you want to show up. Mm -hmm. And so allow it to flow naturally. A long rant to say, let it flow, have fun. I think it's going to be a great season. I think it's going to be a very sassy, young, charismatic, energetic, um, whimsical, and lighthearted season. I think you're. I, I think season four is going to be really, really loving. Wow. Okay. So for Miss Miriam T. Bashi and Eric, any final thoughts, questions for Louise before we wrap it up? Anybody? Well, go ahead, Miss Miriam. You go, Miriam. I was just going to say thank you for doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, that was very, very insightful, very interesting. What about you, Bashi and Eric? Final thoughts. I just hope we have more guests on like Luis coming yeah. up in season four. Cause that was, that was great. Thank you so that much. Was really? Yeah. Wow. That was incredible. That was, I mean, I, I was nervous for a reason. Cause that, <laughs> that was a reading. I was fully fucking red, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> red for filth. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Rob. I forgot. What did you have anything? wrap it up oh um my final thought no i think yeah he read us to filth and i feel exposed (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) 
I I did this. Thank you, Luis. And for yes. people who are want to get a reading from you, how do they find you? Give them all of your information and all the details. Yeah. So th- probably the best way is I haven't kind of kept kept up with everything else that I should as a good person, but probably the fastest and the easiest way is to find me on Instagram at tarot CP. So T-A-R-O-T and then CP for it stands for tarot community project. Um, I do have a Facebook page as well. I'm still growing my, my viewership. I'm not that concerned about it. It'll, it'll happen organically. Um, and then I'll eventually have a website. Uh, and so you can just connect with me there and then we can go from there. I'm not in the current business of doing readings. I think that they're uh, a gift to give to other people. I'm more in the business of encouraging others right now to find their own ways of connecting with the tarot. Um, I'd rather be a mentor than to be like, as you can see, I put a lot of heart and effort, hopefully. Um, and so it's, it, it takes a lot out of me. Like after this, I'm probably going to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't blame you. I yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was highly entertaining and very informative, if anything. How do people find you, Miss Miriam T? Uh, you can go to my website, sheherme.com, or follow me on Instagram at T. Slide into my DMs and get your new Miriam T-shirt. Oh, they're so cute. I love those ones. And I do too. Do you have anything coming up, or is it all still on the back burner? Uh, things are on the back burner, but yeah. I, I have I have some. Uh, I don't know when is this going to air. It's going to be in a couple. Uh, of, yeah, I think because yeah, I already think I passed. Have, yeah, when yeah, this airs, yeah. So just, just follow me online. <laughs> follow her online. <laughs> <laughs> How do we find you, Bashy? I'm at same. Oh my god! I'm at same my name underscore Bash on Instagram. And I think I've drank too much. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And you, Eric? Party Bear Eric at Instagram. There you go. And you can follow the podcast at Who Invited Her underscore Podcast on Instagram. We are Who Invited Her SD on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us at the gang at whoinvitedher.net. Don't forget to comment, subscribe, hit that notification button on the YouTube channel, and go give us a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It helps us out a lot. You can Only follow me. Five. The what? Only if you're giving us a five. Only if you're giving us five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. (laughs) You can follow me at Tony underscore Baloney underscore Macaroni. Um, And we will see you all next week. Thank you again, Luis. That was so much fun. Unbelievable. Thank you. Bye, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.